4: Morning, Dan and Danette. Morning. Here we are. Another day, another Dan Patrick show. If you'd like to watch Peacock. Peacock. I like the way you say Peacock. If you want to listen later, download the podcast. Download. <laughs> download. But right now, three hours live of the best sports yeah. talk on the air. Welcome to the Dan Patrick Show. I love Dan Patrick, oh my God. Home to the biggest guests and best sports talk on radio. I love it. One of my favorites. Mm. Normally home to Dan Patrick. Hope you'll miss us. But today,
3: Dan and the Danettes are off. You don't see another radio show behind my back, please. And filling in,
4: it's Doug Gottlieb and Jason Smith. It's
5: good. There we go. It's good.
4: Broadcasting go. from the Mercedes man cave, this is the Dan Patrick Show. <laughs>
0: Greetings, welcome inside. Final hour of the Dan Patrick Show this week. Jason Smith, Doug Gottlieb in for Dan and the Danettes. Boys are back on Monday. We got Ryan Hollins coming up in about five minutes, 10-year NBA vet. Uh, plenty of big stuff to get to in the NBA. The reaction to the Lakers lost to the Nets last night. Players hate the All-Star game. Uh, but speaking of the All-Star game, Doug, I, I always like this story because you know how big divas the big stars in the NBA are. Look, LeBron and Kevin Durant were named captains for next month's NBA All-Star game. And, you know, they're going to pick their teams uh, on March 4th. I always love it. Even though players say no, you know guys don't want to be that last pick. You know, you're getting down to the end. I don't want to be that late. Kevin Love was the last pick the first time around. was, no, I'm fine being the, I'm fine. No, no, I'm I'm still an All-Star. I'm still an All-Star. It doesn't matter. You don't want to be that last pick because they all come out. We all find out who the last pick is. Nobody wants to be that last pick.
6: I said it. I said it as soon as they came up with this idea that the problem is not the first pick, the problem is the last pick, right? I mean, no, no one wants to be the last guy in the playground. Like, uh, okay, yeah, we'll take Kevin. We'll take we'll take Kevin. Sure, sure. Um, I mean, look, there, there's there's parts of the All Star Game. I I think the All the Basketball All Star Game should be the best of all of them because truth is. You can play. You can play relatively hard, and no one get hurt. It's not like football, where you can, or baseball, you can throw out an arm. The likelihood of getting injured is so moot. But the, these, I, I've never, I haven't found it watchable. I haven't watched it in years. I don't think I've watched an NBA All Star game since Magic hit that last shot of his in a in a professional basketball uniform. Oh right? man, like, and
0: he just he put it up and just started back. And he was the fir- I think he was the first guy to do that. Hit that shot and just back away like that. Yeah. I think he put that in the lexicon.
6: Um. But I, 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 the, the funny part is, like, on paper, in a normal year, All-Star Game, Atlanta, this is great. Who does—Atlanta's a great city, a great NBA city. It's got TNTs right there, whatever. And now you're like, this is a disaster. The 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 funniest—I think the funniest part is how the players don't like the All-Star Game, but there's still guys that are heated about who is a starter in the All-Star Game, right? <laughs> How can you leave Damian Lillard out? Like, well, we put Luka Doncic got, got voted instead of him. When the truth is, like, Donovan Mitchell probably having a better year than both of those guys. Um, but I like okay, so you don't like the All-Star game, but you do care who's voted an All-Star starter. Got it. Noted.
0: Yeah, look, it's it's uh, it, it's it's part of what I love about the NBA because there's this you can tell the top one tenth of one percent of the league, and that's all the guys playing in the All-Star game, just care so much about any kind of slight both real or imagined. Look, they came up with the player awards cuz they didn't like the awards that that was being given out by the the they didn't like the MVP, six man code. No, no, no. We're going to have our own player awards, right? We got to have cuz we're going to give these awards out to the guys that we like. You can't give out awards to people. We have to do it. What what they what what they the minutia that players really care about the NBA is just awesome. It's like seeing that window. Like when you watch a like when you watch a nighttime TV show, a big drama about like a a very rich family, right? Something like succession. You know, you see here's a family that has all kinds of money. They have everything and you see, oh my goodness, the the, the the minutia and the stuff that they wind up fighting about is just so petty and it's but it's just so entertaining. I kind of feel like that's the NBA a bit.
6: Yes. Yes. It is needlessly dramatic. But but part of it is it's the it's the nature of not just social media but media. It's the nature of guys figuring out how they can become big stars regardless of what they do on the court. But I also think it's it's a desire for for the league to create something where we care about the regular season because otherwise it's pretty hard to care about a good portion of the regular season.
0: Joining us now on the hotline, 10 years in the NBA, longtime NBA analyst. He is a sharp dresser as well. You can follow him on Twitter, at the Ryan Hollins. That is at the Ryan Hollins. It's Ryan Hollins. What's happening, man? What is going on,
7: fellas?
0: Dude, been a minute. Are you going to play in the All-Star game? No players want to play. Maybe you can get in and go play a little bit.
7: Hey, 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 that'll be a first, fellas. (laughs) That'll be a first.
0: Um, You give a couple of up-downs, right? You give a couple. You go up and down the floor like two or three times.
6: It is interesting. It's like, look, we all know this is taking place because of the Turner thing, the TV thing, and, like, This is just a legit discussion you have to have with the player, the player association. Like, I know we don't want to do it guys, but this is how we got to, We got to do it to pay all the bills. Um, How, how should they be processing the fact that this has to be done, even if nobody wants to do it?
7: Here's the reality. You you hit it right on the head. Uh, You can't have it both ways when it comes contract time. We we want more money, more money, more money as players. You got to step up and, and, and do the tough job. So, you know those all stars have to go out and represent our league you know and i had I had talks with Adam silver and one of the you know amazing things that Adam really pointed out is, hey guys, we can't take LeBron James for granted from a from a standpoint of growing the league. This is a guy who'll step out and continually play eighty two games, takes care of his body, and works hard so uh, behind the scenes so business aspect uh you got to appreciate guys like that who are sacrificing their time and, and almost seem in, in, in this date and time penalized for becoming all-stars but guys don't disregard the you know the first timers you mentioned if you're zach levine how that guy's gonna feel and he's like heck nah we're we playing this all-star game no no matter how it looks we better show up you know this is my first one so um hats off to the guys for going out and playing but this is a, a part of the rich nba tradition that players have to understand we can't let covid or anybody or anything take from us an all-star weekend is always very very special
0: now are are the players really mad cuz you know when Doug and I got into this last hour it was like well we have to show that we're mad at you and we really don't want to play this game even though we're okay with it like deep down are the players okay with going here or are they no 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 they're mad and they really don't want to play this game
8: No here's
7: here's here's what's tough is when you were told that we weren't you weren't going to have the game and guys went out and scheduled you know actual vacation plans and now they can't have their vacation you know they put in their mindset okay this is how the season is going to look, man. as an athlete you're you're a creature of habit, you know, you already have in your mindset your day, your meal, your your leisure time. everything's already mapped out, so you know when you hit guys with a curveball, that's more the frustration uh from the players. It's not necessarily that they're going to get a couple more games uh, or days in cancun you know it's It's more so, like I said. They are hit with a curveball. They did not expect to have this. It wasn't like, hey, put in your mind, we might have it. It was like, no, right now we're not
4: having it.
6: Don't say Cancun right now. Right now, Cancun is the place you're not supposed to go. <laughs> I'm
4: just <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. I, I just kidding, don't can't. mind, don't mind can't.
6: me. Right? I'm just kidding, right? I'm just kidding, I got that with this. I was going to be with my family, and I felt like it was a bad idea. From the no one ever got on a plane to Cancun and was like this is a bad idea. I can uh, <laughs> play to Cancun sounds like a great idea. Yeah, anyway, Ryan Hollins is our guest in the Dan Patrick Show with Jason Smith. I'm Doug Gottlieb. What did we learn from last night, at Lakers uh, Nets.
7: I think you got to put some respect on on the Nets name, man. Uh, Joe Harris is an absolute dog. And when I look at the the Lakers, they seriously lack rim protection, man. Doug, we talked about that. If if they can't protect the rim, it's not so much they're going to get destroyed by, you know, Joel Embiid or Jokic or someone, you know, playing out the post championships aren't one at the post right now, not since Hakeem. But in all reality, when teams can just drive down the teeth of your defense, and, and get a, a, a layup, or you have to now exert so many resources over uh, to stopping a, a guy at the rim, now you're giving up open three-pointers. And, and Joe, guys, Joe Harris, you got three of the, of the arguably the greatest isolation players that we've had in the last decade or so uh, in the NBA, and then you got, and then you got Joe Harris who doesn't miss. Now you got a guy you can't help off of. That,
0: guys, that's pretty darn tough. All right, well, I'm going to play devil's advocate with you here because I, I do think the Nets seem like they've figured out how to win in the regular season, right? Whether it's two stars are playing or three stars are playing, I, they, they've figured that out. But their defense is awful, and they're going to get into the teeth of the playoffs and suddenly, uh, you know, hey, you know, beating Cleveland 147-135 is great. You get the W, but, you know, that's not going to be the case when you're playing some of the, the best teams in the East When if you get to the NBA Finals against the Western Conference champions.
7: Well, here's the here's the plus for the Nets. If, if I'm Andre Drummond or, or Blake Griffin or JaVale McGee for some odd reason, I know his name hasn't been mentioned or a shot blocker that comes available in the buyout market, would you rather go to the Nets where you're going to play all the minutes in the world or would you rather go take the Dwight Howard, JaVel McGee role with LeBron James with the Lakers? So they're telling you that they need you, but they're not really going to commit to playing a center. That could come back to bite the Lakers. You know, they committed to Gasol, and, you know, that's my former teammate right there. He's an excellent passer, high IQ, you know, does everything on the offensive end. But, you know, defensively is what they need. They, they, they didn't need scoring or, or passing from the center spot. You know, I, I think the Lakers want to turn into this offensive juggernaut, but that's – right now, that's, that's not the move, and that's hurting them. And if, if I'm a free agent center right now, is Ryan Hollins available? Well, I, I don't know, guys. I, I go to the Nets and just play to my heart's content.
6: Yeah, that that's what they're going to do with their bench, right? Is going to fill it out with with buyout market guys. I mean, the the question is still: Can the offense, like, can you have two non defensive players in a starting lineup or in a finishing team and win, or or can you know can Kyrie and James Harden defend enough for you to win? And that's a it's a great question when we we don't have the answer for. I don't know if you saw this. Danny Ainge came out and said, "Hey, we're not a championship team right now." Um, what does that mean when you hear it? I mean, they have people regard Jason Tatum as a burgeoning superstar, and yet here he says, we don't have a championship team. Yeah. What, what, is, what is Danny really saying here?
7: Danny, I hope that means you about to make a championship trade because the, the piece you need is, is a shot blocker, and you see the importance, guys. And, Doug, I was talking about this with Brendan, Brendan Haywood the other day.
6: All oh, you big guys. You know what they need? They need a big guy. They need a big guy. <laughs> like me or like you. They need us. They need us. Sorry, go ahead. All these big no, guys. You're right.
7: you're right. That's a piece of it. They need Drummond. They're going to get in the Drummond market, too, and maybe that's the team that makes pulls the trigger and makes a trade for Drummond so he doesn't get on the buyout market. and You kind of stifle uh, the Nets. Maybe that's the move that's made. But ultimately, let's record back, guys, and I think this was left kind of unsaid. Remember when Marcus Smart in the playoffs guys here they lost to Toronto. Toronto was kind of, you know, ur- urging to kind of come back, and he just blew up and said, "You guys are soft. You don't play hard. You know, you if you if you don't want this, leave the team right now." That team had a bit of a up in the- in the playoffs that you know maybe is looming over guys. So you know, I'm going to take a look at that Celtics situation. Uh, you know, a little tighter and <coughs> see the need of Marcus Smart in the lineup.
0: Ryan Hollins, our guest here with us on the Dan Patrick Show. Jason Smith, Doug Gottlieb in for the guys today. All right, so when it comes to LeBron last night, we watched him score point number 35,000, right? One of only three players now in NBA history to get there. He's probably another, the rest of this season, another season and a half of becoming the all-time leading scorer. All right, we watched Tom Brady win the Super Bowl at 42, 43. He has weapons around him, and he wants to play now till he's after 45. Uh, LeBron James is kind of the same guy. I mean, he's still playing at such a high level at 36. If he's got guys around him like Anthony Davis, how long do you see him being able to play like this? Can he play like this till he's 40, into his 40s? You know,
7: athletically, he's going to you know, continue to lose a little bit. But, you know, LeBron's an anomaly. You know, you go from being uh, the a top 1% athlete that we have ever seen Uh, in the history of athletes, you know, jumping from the free throw line and going through the legs in an actual game to being a really, really good NBA athlete. Uh, So to answer your question, I see at least two more years, uh, but LeBron's three-point percentage has gone up. Uh, We saw last night he's sliding over into that mid-post and just knocking down fadeaways at will. LeBron's footwork uh, is impeccable at this moment. You know, he's so intelligent, guys that he's able to transform his game and if you don't believe me maybe you've forgotten because he's been doing it for so long go watch rookie LeBron James go go watch what his three-point shot looked like okay go watch his form go watch how heavily he relied upon athleticism so uh, LeBron James is setting himself up you know to play I would say another two years at a high level with, with, with Doug and Jay you can credit LeBron for a championship and still say in the next year, hey, man, he was the best player on the championship team. He was the best player on that team because, I mean, LeBron's stronger than that as an ox. In the way the league is trending with small ball, LeBron ain't in there getting beat up. LeBron's got point guards trying to guard him on the mid post and smaller guys. So, I mean, he's still having a field day. You know, his strength and skill set is really exceeding, and the league has, has transformed to extend LeBron's career out.
6: Yeah, no, it's it's just really interesting. You know, he got away with bully ball for so long, and yet now he's he's attached kind of the skill, the skill of shooting the three, the skill of that mid 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 post stuff, and the the fadeaway stuff, which is kind of I think it, obviously going to really help him. And now he there, there's a lot of Magic Johnson to how he's playing now, even defensively, where Magic wasn't a good defender, and LeBron's not nearly a defender he used to be, but his leadership and kind of playing you know uh, kind of playing the safety there free safety there and telling everybody else where they're supposed to be allows them to take a little bit of a break sometime even though his his team plays exceedingly hard um okay if Ryan Hollins was a voter and you have one last western conference starter would it be Damian Lillard, Luka Doncic or Donovan Mitchell go
7: Damian Lillard oh man close your eyes and, and pick that one i mean Damian Lillard uh it, it Dame time is is he's, he's been on fire. We've seen some of those. You know, you need like the all star moments or the MVP moments. Like we're we're questioning Damian Lillard if he keeps this up, he's he's in this, in these MVP talks. You know, on the outskirts. So uh, we're gonna have to question uh, add Damian in there. Uh, the only thing that I think is questioning him from really being in that the the MVP running is like you know he'll have a span where he you know he misses a number of games or he gets that you know that random injury that he ends up having to sit out for. Uh, but Damian Lillard by far at this point in his career, he, he's earned it. If I'm giving him that last spot, guys, it, it's a it's little... Now, I do like Mitchell and what he's been able to do with, with the record up there in Utah. I I think they play great as a committee. I I like Donovan. I just don't love him. But I think by, by seniority alone, we're going to have to go with Dane
6: Why are dudes so down on Luka in comparison? Is it the fact the Mavericks don't play any defense? Why, why would they be so down on him?
7: They lost Seth Curry, man. Seth Curry was... I mean, guys, he's not going to get credit for how special he was on that team. Like... Duck, a guy off the ball that can run that, that can run the point, uh, he can shoot uh what fifty, forty, ninety guy. Uh he he just he just kinda makes shots and, and you know, kind of tougher than he looks. Look at the difference in Philly. Now I'm not saying it's all, all curry and that and B's not playing well, but I mean that is a golden piece that they missed out on. And, and you know, Luca coming in with the short offseason, uh, you know, the injuries and then, you know, the one thing for young players uh, you know, they, they 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 gotta find out how to how to change. You know, well LeBron James and his veteran leadership uh and just experience, he can he can switch gears from a season to a season. Okay, this is season LeBron, this is playoff LeBron. You know, luka's gonna have to find find out how to do that and how to play with these Knicks and Knacks. But yeah, 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 defensive they're they're horrific, man. And they've been a big letdown. They went from having uh, arguably the best offense. Uh, in the league last year, it's just kind of pedestrian. I mean, Josh Powell's injury, him working back, I thought he was really good uh, for the Mavericks last year. You know, he's, he's not quite the same guy. So uh, Dallas has their work cut out.
0: You can follow him on Twitter, at the Ryan Hollins. That is at the Ryan Hollins, 10-year NBA vet, NBA insider. Buddy, appreciate it, man. As always, enjoy the weekend. Have fun.
7: Anytime, guys.
0: All right. You know, I I think, Doug, you know, we talked about him at the very beginning. Was the last time Cancun was this controversial, the big Nick Van Exel, uh, one, two, three, Cancun in the Lakers huddle that got Shaq all pissed off, right? When they were (laughs) one game away from from losing in the playoffs and in their huddle, they went one, two, three, and Nick Van Exel went Cancun Cancun. like, hey, 48 more minutes. We're all going on vacation, everybody.
6: (laughs) Yeah, Uh, that's probably probably the last time. It's probably the last time.
0: Twitter at how about a fresca? Doug at Gottlieb show. Jason Smith, Doug Gottlieb in for Dan Patrick today. Hey, we got uh, Dalvin Cook set to join us coming up in a few minutes. A star Vikings running back with a pretty interesting announcement he's got. Keep it right here. This is Fox Sports Radio. Oh.
3: Only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours.
2: Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18-PLUS in most eligible
3: states. Age varies by
2: jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com
3: slash promos. You've probably put this off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that will elevate your game. Touring tires for commuting comfort. How about performance tires for sporty handling? All-terrain if you're going on and off-road adventuring. Go to TireRack.com and get started. You're not sure where to begin? I suggest the easy-to-use tire decision guide. Get a personalized tire recommendation, the right tires for how and what and where you drive. Choose from the full lineup of Continental Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They bring the tires to your home or office and install them on site. Go to TireRack.com slash Dan. See their continental test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to keep an eye out for the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Dan. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be.
0: Fox Sports Radio, the Dan Patrick Show, Jason Smith, Doug Gottlieb in for Dan. The Danettes today hit us up on Twitter at How About a Fresca, Doug at Gottlieb Show. Uh, It's been a big last few days in the NFL. Carson Wentz gets traded yesterday. And uh, joining us now on the hotline, he's got a big announcement, he's going to have for us coming up in a few minutes, Viking star running back Dalvin Cook. You can follow him on Twitter at Dalvin Cook. What's happening, man? Thanks for stopping by.
8: I appreciate it. You know I'm always a pleasure to be on here.
0: Dude, what what do you make of all the quarterback moves that have gone on so far? We saw Matt Stafford move, Jared Goff move to your division. Now Carson Wentz is gone. What do you make of this? It's, it's the NFL. Um, you
8: expect the unexpected, and I think that's what's going on. You know, the guys that was the number two and in the, in the number one pick has been traded. So you know, you expect the
6: unexpected. Dalvin, how would you characterize your year, you personally?
8: My year. I think putting that hard work, you know, this offseason well last off season and just translating into the season, I think it was good. Um, I had a good year. It's something to build from and you know, I think our offense itself as a team we still got a lot to prove and I think that's what that's what I'm trying to get better at, just helping my team get better. You know, my individual stats gonna come but I just wanna I wanna I wanna go I wanna go win the Super Bowl. How
6: how uh, how important was it for you considering you got the big new contract to perform at a level or above that level, right? It's like one thing to get paid. It's another thing to show you deserve to get paid. How important was that to you? It
8: was, it was big for me. Um, I think, you know, me expressing how I feel about Minnesota and being in Minnesota was important. Um, I think I I think I showed my team, both gyms, everybody, you know, know, I love Minnesota. And that's, that's where I want to be at. You know, since I, I got hurt, and you know, these couple of years, I I missed I missed about two years, and and the city still is still behind me. You know, just believing in the player I am, the man I'm, the man who I am, and they give me opportunity, and you know I'm gonna just keep proving them that you know, giving me that contract, you know, was the was the right decision.
0: What was it like playing under the the COVID restrictions and everything? No fans in the stands, all the tests you guys had to take. What was that like for you?
8: It was different. I think the Minnesota Vikings adjusted to that a little different. You know, we we started out slow. It was we didn't really know what to expect and just just being in that, that, that stadium without the score champ, without the fans, it was different for, for the Minnesota Vikings. You no know, no excuses for us. We still had to go play football but you know, it was a different year for for the NFL.
6: When when you when you played Tampa, okay, and they were remember they were they were only seven and five when you guys played them they were eight and five after they beat you guys coming out the bye week, did you think, well that's a Super Bowl team?
8: Um, I know know when guys you know you know flow to the ball you know pursuit to the football you got good linebackers good defense I I I thought they was a good team we played them I thought they were just getting better I thought they was just like gelling as a team and they. And I, and my thought was right, you know. They got better as they went. You know, in the playoffs, they played championship football, and, and, you, and you see what happened as as the outcome. You know, it was a good defense, and you know, with Tom Brady mind and pushing that team, I think that's what they needed.
0: If you won the Super Bowl, would you ever try to throw the Lombardi Trophy across a body of <laughs> water towards a teammate, or would you hold? Yeah, on? I
8: want to do. I want to do everything Tom Brady did. Whatever he did <laughs> to win the Super Bowl, to win another, one, I want to do what he did. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Dalvin Cook, our guest here with us on the Dan Patrick Show. Jason Smith, Doug Gottlieb in for Dan today. All right, now you have a pretty big announcement, a pretty fun announcement that uh, you have. Lay it on us.
8: Yeah. Um, you know, we're in the, F- we're in the FCF. Um, I'm, I'm co owner of the Zappers. Um, it's, a, it's, it's a new league, you know, the fan control league. You know, they call the play, they pick the teams every week. You, know, you got guys that get franchised, that same that team every week. Um, you know, I'm part of the Zappos where we got Anthony Jones and, and Johnny Mazzell as our running back and quarterback. And I think the league is only getting bigger. you got guys like Quavo, um, Marshawn Lynch, um, you know, me, Richard Sherman, all those guys that, that's part of this league that, that's pushing this team just for guys to get an opportunity to play football. And I think that's what it comes down to, you know, just giving, giving people the opportunity to fulfill their dreams and, you know, just like I said, go play some football again.
6: How, how much how much trash talk is there on text between you and the other owners, you and the other current football players?
8: And I, I think I think everybody knows the zappas is what it is, but right? it's a lot of trash talk. Um and I it's fun and that's that's what I love about it. Um it's, it's it's nothing but fun and you know, it's nothing but love between everybody and I love it.
0: All right. Have have you talked to Johnny Manziel yet?
8: Um, you know, Johnny is Johnny. I, I always—he's <laughs> he, one of the guys. He's a zapper. He's a zapper. He's a zapper. Dan he a zapper. So Johnny is Johnny. What,
6: what about what about Johnny? Did you not know before you got to know? Him?
8: Um, when you when you think about a guy just truly being himself, I uh, think that's Johnny. I just, you know, the, the the media and everybody can portray a guy to be. Know something else, but Donnie is Donnie. Like he's just, he's just who he is, and I, and we appreciate it for being who he is, and you know, just moving forward, we just, we just love you, part of this outfit.
6: This Look, Justin Jefferson had about as good a year as you can have as a rookie, but you had to like. I'm just wondering, with, with you, like when when Stephon Diggs gets sent away, you probably had to roll your eyes. Like, how are we going to replace Stephon Diggs? What what about Justin impressed you in his rookie season?
8: You know, and and I think it tends to go unnoticed. You know, when Jay got traded, I definitely you know just came in. and just, He was him, like you know, JJ, JJ was JJ was him. Like he was just a guy that just won a championship, just just riding that just riding that horse, just just being who he is, and he came in and you know right away trying to count. You no, know, I seen it. In you know, he come and make a play, just just being that guy for LSU. I think when you when you don't tend to step out of your your box of who you is and you know what got you to where you're at, you know that 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 makes you be successful. And I think they did that. When he came in, he just was being him. No, no, not step out of the box trying to be Stephon Diggs. He was being Justin Jefferson, and and he came in and had a had a great year. And I think he's going to get better.
0: All right, Dalvin, let me set you up with a question because now you're an owner, right? So now let, let me give you an owner-type question, and you got to give me the owner answer. You ready? Because, you, you know, you give uh, player you answers to start. I'll give you an owner question. You ready? All right, here we go. I'll, yeah. I'll get a real serious voice and ask it. Okay, here we go. I'll get real serious. Uh, Dalvin, your quarterback, Johnny Manziel, his big quote following his first game was, win or lose, we booze. Uh, what, what, do, what do you make of that statement from Johnny Manziel?
8: Great statement. That is part of being <laughs> part of that. That's just being part of the Zappers. When or lose, we booze. That's just part of being part of the Zappers. That's who we are, like the Zappers. You know, we want to win every game, and Johnny know that. Johnny know we want to win, and there's you know, no pressure. Johnny gonna be Johnny, but you
0: no, know, we want to win. And I just that's part of being. That's just part of being part of the Zappers. When or lose, we booze. <laughs> Jerry Jones isn't giving that statement. Uh, you know, I'll tell you what—he's—he's he's, he's not saying that following a game. That's why,
8: Don, why Donny playing for the Zappos That's why he playing for me. Because
6: <laughs> this—this is the place where he can. This is the place where he can, where he can do it. Hey, hey, listen, Dalvin, thanks so much for joining us. Should be awesome to watch this league, and appreciate you being our guest on Fox Sports Radio. Appreciate it Dan.
0: All right, win or lose, we booze. That's the way it goes. I think—I think he said Dan. He did. So maybe he, he did. thinks you're Dan. Maybe you were Dan. It could be sure. I, sure. You, you, got, you know you. You, you with we're, we're we're the Dan. the Dan show with the two Dan's. That's what it is. The, yes. <laughs> uh, did you see any of the fan control football leagues? Any of the highlights from this weekend with Manzel and everything?
6: I did. I only because it was on a highlight show. That's that's the only reason I saw it.
0: See, I love the 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 concept of it because I always would think, okay, how can I screw something like this up? I would just call trick plays all the time, right? Fans, I would call double reverse passes, Statue of Liberty, fumble, Ruski. Like there would be no sort of play where it's just, hey, this is just you know, a, you know, forty-two dive. You know, we're gonna we're gonna run sixty-five toss power trap. You know, the, no, 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 we're not gonna do it. Everything would just be the craziest thing we could possibly think of. This is gonna be a what? quadruple reverse.
6: Yes, but see, that's like when you first start playing football with your son, like out in the front yard with a buddy. You know, they're like, okay, I'm going to go here, 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 here. I was like, and then you're going to collapse when you get the ball, right? Then it'll be open. Throw me the ball. And then like, it doesn't work. Like, yeah, just a slant kind of works. But yes, that would be you. I could absolutely see that. And then, you know, you would have Adam Gase come out and, and criticize your play calling.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, that would be I really I just think of the way something like how, how can I just take this, and make it absolutely over the top ridiculous that that would be a fun, fun. Play. That would do it. Uh, fun stuff with Dalvin Cook. Again, you can get more on that. FAM on Twitter at Dalvin Cook. That's at Dalvin Cook. Uh, brand new owner in the fan controlled football league. Uh, best of luck to him with the Zappers who uh, play again this week. Johnny Menzel playing again this weekend. It's going to be two straight weeks of Johnny Menzel playing football. Who knew we'd have that?
6: It's the Zappers, man. It's the Zappers. <laughs> Win or lose, they booze.
0: Yeah. That's right. <laughs> I kind of like that. That's a pretty good saying. Uh, Hey, so other quarterback stuff going on today. Listen, we we, we talked a lot about Carson Wentz and and the ramifications of the trade uh, to the Indianapolis Colts. But it's another day, Doug, where the Ben Roethlisberger story just gets really, really interesting. As GM Kevin Colbert a couple of days ago gave his press conference about uh, Ben Roethlisberger's future with the team and he said, hey, you know, we're hopeful to figure something out with Ben and he gave the money statement, right now Ben is our quarterback, Ben's the Steelers quarterback right now, which you know, that's when that's when a red light goes on going, okay, well Jared Goff was the guy right now and he was told he was the guy right now and then he wound up getting traded uh, then you have Kevin Colbert yesterday uh, late last night answering questions about Dwayne Haskins saying how anxious they are to get him on the field in Pittsburgh, and the pushing Ben Roethlisberger out the door in Pittsburgh in, in in Pittsburgh is is gaining a lot of momentum for the first time I could see maybe that he's played his last game in Pittsburgh.
6: Yeah, I look. the The problem is that Ben kind of has him in a precarious position because if he doesn't want to retire, he doesn't have to retire. They can't really cut him, right? They cut him. It's just you. You want to talk about a, a tax? hit, like it crushes them. So. And they already got crushed from the Antonio Brown thing. Um, You know, obviously it hasn't, you know, Philadelphia is going to go forward with this tax burden. And so is the, so are the Rams. Uh, But I mean, you're, you're talking about a cap hit of $41 million and a dead cap hit uh, in in the, in the twenties. They need him to, if they don't want him, they need him to retire. Now, what I took from it was, this is just negotiating tactic. This is just, them saying, Hey dude, we'll take you back, but you're going to have to substantially decrease the amount of money. We'll have to kick that cap thing down the curb. The, the, I'm like, they have so many issues like Bud Dupree's up when he got hurt, their team changed. You know, I I don't think they can afford to, nor do they really want to keep Juju Smith-Schuster at the price that they're going to, he's going to command. So is this a year kind of like the, the, the Patriots had where it's just a cap hell year. You just chalk it up to a cap hell year and you, you move on and you, you know, and you you swallow hard and you say, all right, there's the big cap number. We'll take it. Much like the Patriots did with, with Tom Brady. And of course, they had eight guys opting out, but this was a transition year for the Patriots.
0: Now, for, for the Steelers, though, I, I look at what they're doing is kind of like the overall plan of how do we move on from Roethlisberger. Like, they've become pretty active in letting him know, we want to move on without you, right? I mean, it's, it's basically, hey, Ben, you can come back as long as you're good with taking way less money. And Ben Roethlisberger's already said, Oh, I'm okay with taking him. I made a lot of money. I could take way less money. And they're going to get his replacement, whether it's Haskins or in free agency or in the draft or a big trade, because there's a lot of quarterbacks who are out there. And the Steelers are going to tell him, Listen, we're going to get a guy. He's going to come in and he's going to take over for you. And guess what? If you don't play well the first few weeks of the season, well, this guy's going to take over, and your final season could be you not playing for the last nine or ten weeks. It's not going to be one of those farewell type years where you show. Up in Cleveland to give you a rocking chair with with spikes in it or something like that. This is the way it could be. If you're okay with potentially it going this way, then we'd love to have you back. But no, this is the reality because the Steelers are pissed, Doug. I mean, th- that was a Super Bowl season they gave away. They were 11 and 0, and suddenly Roethlisberger couldn't throw the ball more than 10 yards down the field. Yeah, really, listen, was,
6: I I think you're I tough. I think it, you're putting all the losses on him. I mean, like, look, they they lost, uh, they lose two of their best. They lose Devin Bush. There was Bud Dupree. Okay. And that team was built upon their defense and then they couldn't run the football. And part of it was they had injuries in the offensive line. They had injuries to their running back. Now was, was Ben Roethlisberger nearly what he used to be? Of course not. Of course not. And is he good enough? There were times in which he was, there were times in which he wasn't, but he's not the sole reason they went from 11 and five to out of the playoffs. Like their defense changed because of injury dramatically.
0: It did change, but I watched him not be able to be dynamic anymore. Like, like the biggest no, thing no, he no, could do... no question.
6: Listen, I, I'm not, I'm not disputing. You and I are actually agreeing while disagreeing, right? Like, look, if you want the right guy, I feel like Jameis Winston's the right guy. That's the guy who's been most like Ben Roethlisberger throughout his career, right? In terms of holds on the ball too long, but does make some plays, unafraid to throw it downfield, right? A little bit of a high turnover guy, but. Like, Jameis is a guy that, to to me, fits it. Now, I don't know if that fits what Matt Canada wants to do. What he has working against him, Ben has working against him, is he didn't play well when they didn't play well, when the the defense faltered. Um, And you have a new offensive coordinator who, though he has familiarity, doesn't mean that that's his vision of how it ultimately looks. What he has going for him is he's got like 15 years of equity within it and what is really the better option. Dwayne Haskins is not a better option. The better option is not on that roster currently. They would have to go and find a better option if they want to replace Ben Roethlisberger.
0: You know, the one thing, the last thing on this is that we haven't even looked at the possibility that could somebody want him in a trade, right? I mean, look, he's 39. We don't know what kind of player he's going to be next year and the Steelers don't know, which is why they're ready to move on. But, you know, as you talked about, cutting him is really, really difficult. But can you see a team saying, yeah, okay, uh, if, if, as long as the compensation is really, really low... Yeah, we'll take no. we we'll, we'll make a trade for Ben Roethlisberger.
6: No, do you see the number? Do you see the cap number? Nobody's. This is like the J.J. Watt thing. Nobody's taking on that contract. Zero. Nobody's nobody's trading for Ben Roethlisberger. You can't trade him. You can't cut him. You gotta hope he either retires or you massively reduce that salary. But then you're still gonna have to pay that tax at some point in the season. At some point later on.
0: So that's it. So it's either if he comes back or he doesn't. Give me the odds right now. What do you think? Because I'm telling you, I think right now it's about 75% he winds up retiring. The Steelers putting this message on the, on the wall to him.
6: That's about right. That's about right. About right. But look, Favre was going to retire. He did retire. He came back. They ultimately traded him. His contract was different. I do think that as, as, they, as, they, as the options close up in terms of what the Steelers could turn to, uh, that, that percentage may climb.
0: The Dan Patrick Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Jason Smith, Doug Gottlieb in for Dan and the Danettes. Now, you're getting set following the show. You're going to get out. You're doing a game on FS1 tonight, right?
6: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Mountain West on FS1. There's uh, two, uh, UNLV versus San Jose State, and then Utah State, Boise State is the big one.
0: All right, so you're heading out. You're finally getting to do a game. Congratulations. You've had, what, four games postponed? Yeah, no,
6: I've done a bunch, but yes, this <laughs> last week and a half has been quite hairy. It's been interesting. <laughs>
0: All right. So coming up next with we're going to take a look at the weekend going out and with college basketball starting to gain a little bit more momentum as we get closer to the NCAA tournament, uh, we're going to ask a pretty big question that I'm really surprised hasn't been asked about the NCAA tournament so far to this point. What is it? You'll find out coming up next. Jason Smith, Doug Gottlieb, hit us up. Twitter, at How About a Fresca. Doug is at Gottlieb Show. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Radio, radio, radio.
1: Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. You've probably put this off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the
3: tires that will elevate your game. Touring tires for commuting comfort. How about performance tires for sporty handling? All-terrain if you're going on and off-road adventuring. Go to TireRack.com and get started. You're not sure where to begin? I suggest the easy-to-use tire decision guide. Get a personalized tire recommendation, the right tires for how and what and where you drive. Choose from the full lineup of hand-cooked tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They bring the tires to your home or office and install them on site. Go to TireRack.com slash Dan and see their hand-cooked test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to keep an eye out for the current special offers great tires, and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Dan. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. As you may have realized,
2: I watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app. Like Giannis, the Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime.
0: It is the Dan Patrick Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Jason Smith, Doug Gottlieb, in for Dan and the Danettes. Getting you set for this weekend. Doug Gottlieb is getting set to get off and, and do a FS1 college hoops game tonight. And, you know, something, Doug, that's very strange that we talked about earlier this week is, boy, look at way the college basketball season is going. It's, it's losing a lot of the, the attention to the NBA. I don't know why at this point in the COVID year with everything going on, that the NCAA hasn't looked into or talked about expanding the tournament, whether it's to 78 teams or, or 96 teams, because that seems to be something that would work in a year where, first of all, most teams are playing between 20 and 24 games. It's hard to differentiate resumes, and hey, you can make a lot more money putting more games on TV.
6: You can. Um, I would say there's a, there's a litany of reasons why. The first thing is that if you're going to hold the tournament in Indianapolis, there's just a limit to how many teams you can have there, right? There's just, there's only so many. I would have done it in, in, in uh, Vegas because there's almost unlimited. You have more arenas, more hotel rooms, and you're even more secluded. The difference is it's Vegas as opposed to Indy, where the NSA is located. But I, I think the first thing is that once they came up with the plan, uh, hey, we're going to hold it in one city or one area. I think that eliminated the ability to expand. The second thing is, like, look, we both know what the real value to the NCAA tournament is, right? right
0: it's so the TV it's money. Heavy. Yeah. So everything goes on N- te- yes. Te- television. Yes, no, but it's show. the bracket.
6: Right. Okay, the good. reason anybody cares about the thing is the bracket. And the bracket is 64 teams. There's actually 68 teams in the tournament, but if you go and get a bracket for the tournament, there's, like, it's the perfect 64 bracket, and then they shove in those other games in there, right? And it's just the idea of, like, look, between bracket pools and fantasy hoop and all this other stuff and the logistics of it, this is about the limit. Um, is it really hard to determine, you know, who's any good? Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's going to be really hard because some teams didn't have half their team. You know, like, Wisconsin beat Louisville by 50 earlier this year. Louisville didn't have any of their good players. They had like six guys who was on the road. It was terrible, right? So it's hard to, it's hard to try and fathom if that's a legit game, a legit result or not. Um, so I, I'm not saying you're wrong. Like they could have done the everybody's in and figure it out. But I think this is the best way to still have the best teams get rewarded, to have it all fit in a bracket and have it in one location.
0: Now I hear you on the brackets, Doug. Because look, the brackets are clearly what everybody is interested in. But you can still have bracket integrity, right? You can still have these extra games, maybe the week before the tournament. These are all kind of play-in games, and then you have your brackets, right? You can you could go to a different location, as you said, we could have it in Vegas, and we're going to send these teams here, and then it's just these squads who are traveling, and then we come back and we can play, you know. And I think that that serves another uh, master in which. All these teams that got together this year and have sucked it up through a really difficult season where covid's pausing games on a regular basis, coaches are mad teams are mad look it's been a rocky season, and the reward's going to be guess what after twenty two games you're not making the tournament even though you're twelve and six and you're five and three in conference, somebody else is twelve and six and five and three in conference they're getting a bit over you. I think that's a, a bit of an olive branch and something good they can say for the teams that hey. You you got through this year. We had a college basketball season. We we satisfied our broadcast partners. Let's expand the tournament. We can do it.
6: Look, I, I, I'm I'm not saying it's a terrible idea. Okay, I'm just telling you the the reasons why it won't happen. You know, and and look, right now they're kind of up against it with these conference tournaments. I don't know if you saw, but yesterday the A10 voted to move up their conference tournament week, even though they're going to leave their championship game on Selection Sunday. The logic behind it is they don't want whoever qualifies for the NCAA tournament to have any sort of COVID issues heading forward. There's a lot of these other schools like, wait, why would I go to this conference tournament if I'm already in the NCAA tournament and I run the risk of somebody contracting COVID? there's a counter logic to it as well. So I'm just telling you, there's a ton of problems getting any of these games in the idea of adding more games and adding more logistics just makes it harder. Even if what you're saying is makes it more fair and more reasonable. The only idea is all these kids get the year back. Doesn't count against them in their eligibility. So they'll have another chance to do this exact same dance. And the championship this year will be a true neutral site event, right? Um, it's going to be devoid of a lot of the big boy, the the blue bloods, but it will be a true neutral side event. And I just, again, I I just, I, I'm not saying what you're saying is wrong, but there is a counter argument to it. And that one is stronger than the argument for it.
0: All right. Now looking ahead to this weekend, you're getting set to get on a plane to go out and do a game. Uh, what's the big thing that stands out for you on the weekend schedule?
6: Well, I think there's one game that's bigger than the rest and it's Ohio State against uh, Michigan and you know what's interesting is kind of you and I talked about this a little bit earlier in the show about how it's really hard to tell what we just talked about minutes ago how it's really hard to tell who's any good and how good they are and et cetera, et cetera. I mean when you think about Michigan right now all you're thinking about is man they're 15-1 and one and and I do think Jawan Howard is doing an amazing job hey okay? but it should be pointed out that you know the other elite teams in the league Ohio State they play this weekend they haven't played against Iowa um, and they haven't played against Illinois. So are they good? Absolutely, they're good. No one's trying to impugn the credibility of how good they've been. But some of it's because of COVID. Some of it's because of, of, uh, of scheduling. You know, like, like they played Penn State at home. The Penn State game there, which they won by four, the Penn State game there was postponed. Right? They, beat, they beat the crap out of Minnesota at home and got the crap kick out of them at Minnesota. So not having that Penn State road game, we don't know how good they are. Didn't play at Northwestern on the road. Uh, not the Northwestern's any good, but a dip, more difficult game. But more than anything, hadn't played Indiana. That got postponed. They play them upcoming. have not played Ohio State. That's this weekend. have not played Iowa. They only got the home game. That's upcoming as well.
3: Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app.
1: It's Freddie Prinz Jr. and Jeff Dye
0: back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff.